before we get to the amazing news out of Spain, can you feel it yet? The vibe is different. The rise every day is different. The buy-in is different. This season just hits different. And that should likely be the difference in the season. You are Locked On Oklahoma State, your daily podcast on the Oklahoma State Cowboys. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Howdy, y'all, and hello, all. Welcome back to Locked On Oklahoma State, your daily stop for all things cowboy and cowgirl related. My name is Cody Stovall. I want to thank you kindly for stopping by to make this your first listen here on Locked On Oklahoma State. Today, we are brought to you by FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook betting partner for a reason. Make sure that you get yourself hooked up with FanDuel. All right, so yeah. Whenever you think about this season and everything that we would have had to have navigate compared to last season, you should be pretty fired up. You should be pretty excited. There is a massive difference between this offseason and last year's offseason. Right? Again, like we said before, the vibe is different. The rise is different. The buy-in is different. This team is different. Are we just talking about basketball or football? I don't even know anymore. We're going to talk about basketball in, in, in the last segment today. But again, let's talk about how this is permeating through everything. And I just heard recently that we haven't exactly fully sold out all of the seats yet for football, which is crazy to me. For all of the OSU fans out there, for all of you out there that have friends in the Oklahoma State department, that are still a little bit leery about what this season is going to look like. Help them, help themselves. Let's get out there because this could very well end up being a season that everybody looks back on and says, dang it, I wish I was there, right? 2021 is a perfect example. There are several games, including that Bedlam, that a lot of people were like, dang it, I, I wish I was there. This should be one of those seasons. I'm not, we're not just talking about the schedule. Okay. We've hammered that home ad nauseum. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, make sure you put them down in the section, but also go check Oklahoma State's schedule. It's very, very forgiving. Now, could that end up biting us in the long run? It could, but the strength of the Big 12 should be able to kind of add that, that life raft, right? That extra buoy system. Whenever you have players saying it's different, coaches saying it's different, parents saying it's different, people from like the extreme camps and, and guys that are literally physically on the field watching all this, when everybody's saying it's different, it could just be coach speak. It could be. But you're also seeing a little bit of a, a, a different Gundy. I don't want to say the Nostradamus Gundy, even though he likes to peg, peg that mantra recently. You know, he, he even talked about a little bit ago in an interview with Max Olson, and he was talking about how you know, eventually it's going to get to this, this mega conference type of thing. Well, previously, you know, it was insinuated that he himself had kind of mentioned that there was a likelihood that it was going to end up the top 30 teams in America. Well, he even said recently with Max Olson or in an interview that it's going to likely be bigger than that. And this is an argument I've been having with people all the time is, is it going to go to the 
mega two or is it going to end up being a mega three? Okay, I think a lot of people assumed it was going to be a mega two, but the Big 12 put its, its, itself right now in a position of power for that not to be the case. There should be a mega three, but it's also imperative this season that one of the Big 12 teams takes it and runs with it. We need to beat another Big Ten school, right? We need to kind of put that that noise off into the weeds where it belongs. We need to find a way to capitalize on beating some of these SEC schools. This year is big. I've said it a thousand times for anybody. And I'm not just saying it needs to be Oklahoma State. We know we love the Big 12 around here. I don't care if it's K-State. I don't care if it's TCU. As long as it's not OU or Texas, then it, it it's kind of not a bad look for the Big 12. But we're going to have to take that next step. If if we fall on our faces and we do not produce, then yes, it will end up being a mega two. But this is a crucial time. It's a crucial time for the Big 12 and Brett Yormark, we trust, which is also why it's a crucial time for Oklahoma State. But right now we need to capitalize on it. So if you haven't got your season tickets, make sure you go do that. If you've got people that are a little apprehensive about going to the games, get them fired up, get them pumped up right here, right now, because it's going to be a type of season that some of us are going to look back on and say, Dagnabbit, I wish I was there. Even if it's a slightly insignificant game, Central Arkansas, right? Not to throw shade at Central Arkansas, but we're going to win the game, point blank, period. There's going to be some open seating there because people don't view it as much of a contest. If that's the game you can get to, then get to it. To at least say, you know what? I was part of that 2023 run. I was part of... That, that next step in the evolutionary process for Oklahoma State. I think that going to Arlington should be the idea. The players are talking about it. Do all players from all teams talk about conference titles with the media? Probably. But deep down, a lot of them know like how unlikely it is. Is players right now from Cincinnati or Houston talking about competing for Big 12 title? Players, yeah, probably. But deep down, they know the lay of the land. They know how much more difficult it's going to be week in, week out, which is why you need to get behind the Cowboys right now. Get in now while the getting is good. Go ahead and hammer the over. Get on Fandle. Bet bet the dollar, dollar bills. Now, if you live in Oklahoma, I don't know. Find somebody, I guess. I, I, don't, I don't really know how, how that, that works. But this is uh, this is a perfect time. Even if you can't get on FanDuel and bet the over right now, you know that you've got a friend, you've got a buddy that would be willing to bet you Oklahoma State's not going to win X number of games. There's probably not very many people out there smart enough to bet seven, but there's people out there that will bet you money they will not win eight. They will not win nine. I've got a bet out there currently that we win ten. It'll be interesting, um, to say the least, if I lose that bet. So hopefully we just pull it out and I don't have to worry about it. But you gotta you gotta understand that there is a massive difference internally just in one season. Are we gonna be able to bottle that up and feed it to the entirety of the team? Who knows? That's yet to be seen. But nonetheless, this is a big deal. This season could be huge. Do not miss out on it because it is different. Everything about it is significantly different than last season. So when you when you think about some of these differences, it's hard not to, I don't know, at least think about what could potentially possibly be. What could possibly potentially be for this season? 
And if you're thinking Big 12 title, I'm right there with you. Again, are we going to win the whole daggone thing? It's likely that there's chances that won't happen. But there's also the opportunity that it absolutely does. Somebody from the Big 12 is going to creep up from down below, and they're going to catch somebody. It happens every single year. We all know it. We've all seen it 100 times. So whenever you look at this season, it's time to buy in now, just like the players are. It's time to get excited about what what we're bringing into Stiller right now. We're not, uh, you know, necessarily talking about the recruiting, but we know that Lando Cleveland is somebody that's going to help us be squared away in that department. He recruits like a quarterback traditionally does for your university. It's an exciting time, so get behind the ride. Get behind it. Another thing you need to get behind is bird dogs. You see, I got my boxes back here. I got my hat right here. I've been wearing the hat pretty uh, pretty regularly, but it's white. I don't want to mess it up, so I, I try not to, you know, get too much crap on it. But, uh, yeah, guys, they sent me another box. And this one was unexpected. The first one was, hey, you know, we're, we're going to do this sponsorship. We're going to send you this product. We want to know how you feel about it. Well, just in us having conversations about it on this network, we got us another box. And I would like to have such an assortment of these that I don't have to buy anything else ever. But they make you look good. They make you feel good. They're, they're stretchy, that khaki style of short that's designed for a uh, summer slimmers style of fit. It's truly a sculpted style of look. Whether you have two legs that you need to show off or one leg with some awesome calves, it doesn't matter. Bird Dogs is the perfect short that will showcase you. They also sent me some pants that I was amazed by the hat. I'll be honest with you, when I first got the hat in the mail, I was like, oh, it's a white hat. I'm not going to wear that. I'm going to end up ruining it. I wore it for two days straight just because it's so daggone comfortable. It's pretty much the same exact material that they put in the clothing that's built into the hats. The, the tumbler is the bee's knees. Make sure that, you know, you, you get yourself scored away with the best clothing I have ever seen in my entire life or had the privilege to put on. You can work in them, walk in them, swim in them, fight in them, sleep in them, wake up and do it all over again in them. Go to birddogs.com slash locked on right now. Enter that promo code for free and you will win this most bees knees hat on the market at the moment with the super stretchy, awesome material. That's very reminiscent of what they put in the rest of their clothing. I'm blown away. Again, go to birddogs.com. Use the promo code locked on college to get the free white tech hat. You will not want to take your bird dogs off. That's not just a promise. It's an absolute fact. So make sure that you get yourself hooked up and then let me know. Let me know what you think of your bird dogs because I know they're legitimately that daggone good. We're going to leave the, the ad up here for a little bit because they are that good as we roll into the next segment here. So you're going to have some of your normal guys that you depend on. Everybody knew Kendall Daniels was going to be big this season. Everybody knew Colin Oliver was going to be big this season. I think a lot of people had a lot of expectations for maybe even an Xavier Benson this season. We knew what Ollie Gordon could possibly be. We could all argue he didn't get enough touches, keyword there, touches, because the wide receiver room 
has a big old number zero in it. That's right. Ollie Gordon has spent a large portion of this offseason getting a little bit faster. He cut a hair away, not much, just like a couple pounds, but he got a little bit faster, a little bit quicker, and he's been working on his hands. So is he a surprise? No, we expect him to be the, the beast that he showed us he could be. But the hands game, it's uh, it's different. And he even talked about how him and Jaden Nixon have made a concerted effort this offseason to do a lot of the wide receiver stuff, the Jags work, early before practice, late after practice. So there's an emphasis this year on the backfield catching the ball more often than they have previously. And you're seeing it. Ollie just scored a crazy touchdown off a a pass from Garrett Rangel the other day, made a couple jukes, made a couple moves, and took it all the way to the house and did not get sucked up from behind. Last year, you saw Ollie got sucked up from behind a couple times. Is he a blazer? No. But he's got more wiggle than he had last year. He's got a little bit more versatility than last year. He's got better hands than last year. He's seizing the opportunities. Now, Elijah Collins should still be in the argument of 1A, 1B, but he's had some he's had some cramps and, and stuff that he's been dealing with. So he's been having to get on the IV, get on the bike, get rehydrated, which is doing what? It's giving more touches to some of the other running backs. Matter of fact, we've got a couple walk-ons right now that are taking reps with the threes. And from what I've been told, they're serviceable. So that, that's a good sign. You're going to need four running backs throughout the course of a season. We've seen it a lot recently. So we're going to need one of these walk-ons to step up big time, potentially at some point in time in the season. Hopefully not. But Elijah Collins has made massive strides since he got here. I don't expect that, right, to slow him down a whole lot. But he needs playing time because every time that he's sitting on the bike getting hydrated, Ollie Gordon's out there doing work. Jaden Nixon's out there hitting home runs. Now we're getting walk-ons in there that are productive. So, I mean, it's a good sign. That also could lend more credibility to the idea that the offensive line is dominating. So we want to talk about a, a big surprise from that department. It's You could say Jack and Dean, right, is a freshman working his way up. Um, Jamison over there at, at tackle, another freshman who looks pretty daggone good. But it's got to be Cole Birmingham. Jake Springfield can spell over there and replace whatever Caleb Etienne was going to be there for. I, I feel pretty confident in saying that. Dalton Cooper, has a little of the injury bug, nagging situation. But if he can get over that, he's going to be a valuable portion of this unit moving forward. But Cole Birmingham has solidified himself as a starter somewhere. and. You talk about building and building and building. Coach Dickey hasn't done a great job necessarily with the X's and O's style things. But as we we mentioned yesterday, you've got four of these linemen that came in together four years ago. That's four dudes that know exactly what each other is going to be doing at all times. And then you look at the defensive side of the ball. Lyric Rawls even mentioned a little bit earlier uh, by the way, got to give a shout-out to Lyric. That dude looks like a grown man. He looks way different than he did when he appeared on the show just, what, six, seven months ago? He looks considerably different than he did the last time I, I was able to do some face-to-face with him, right? But, you know, he'll even tell you right here, right now, that there's some guys that are going to surprise some people. The biggest surprise for me defensively out of fall camp has been Kale Smith. Out of Midwest City, it's a redshirt, redshirt sophomore Coming into, obviously, his third year in football. But he hasn't really done a lot. 
even as a special teams guy last season, didn't really do a lot. Sometimes it takes guys a little bit longer to catch on. Well, now number 10 is going to be pushing an already crazy room as it is for playing time. Could you potentially move Kale over the cornerback if need be? Yes, probably. But you could scoot him up and put Ladarius Webb Jr. back over there. We just we have an embarrassment of riches. Um, yeah, but biggest surprise, obviously, of defensive line is going to be Justin Kirkland. That's not that big of a of a surprise. So I'm going to hit you with another one, Deshaun Brown. It's a name that we know and love. We've been talking about Deshaun since the day he committed. After watching his Choctaw film, people were missing out on this dude. And he's, he's going to be able to wreak havoc this season. I think Nathan Latou stepping up and being the guy was a, a little bit surprising. Israel Isuman Hunley, his emergence ha has been a breath of fresh air, but it's definitely got to go to Justin Kirkland. I like what Colin Clay has to offer. But uh, Lyric Rawls looks as good as he did in the bowl game. Trey Rucker looks better. Matter of fact, so um, I had a buddy. I'll just say this. Out of one of the coach's mouths, the words were spoken about Trey Rucker of, I don't even know if I can keep him on the field for four quarters. It's like, oh, well, well I thought he was doing great. He is doing great. He's almost doing too good, right? We've given the, the comp before of a Markel Martin mixed with a little bit of a Calvin Bundage. That is precisely what we're going to get. The dude is the definition of a human flying torpedo missile whatever you want to call it he plays the game with reckless abandon so we're in a position that if slash win Trey rucker does some crazy stuff like knock somebody 37 yards out of bounds we're fine we've got guys that are ready to go and this is my my kind way of saying we, we've been dropping hints for months it's going to happen Trey Rucker will get called for targeting, not because he's doing it on purpose, but just that's how he, he plays the game that fast. He plays the game that crazy. He'll take off midair, and he'll jump over both lines, and wherever he hits you, he hits you. It's, it's just like I've said before in the work world, whenever you're hiring people or you have people underneath you, it's always easier for me to reel you back a little bit, right, and say, oh, okay, okay, I like the effort, but Let's do this a little bit different than it is to say, go, mother trucker, go do something, go be productive, go get her did. That's difficult. It's the same as, as it's going to apply to football. You would rather have a player that you could be like, dude, 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 calm down, can't do that, than a player that you're like, dude, you've got all the talent in the world, go do something. Trey Rucker is that guy. Is that a surprise to me? No. Is it going to be a surprise to a lot of people who are unfamiliar with his journey? Maybe, right? But even when he came from Wake, he had that in him. That, that was just what he brought to the table. He played a lot at Wake. And Wake, we, we just saw, is actually not too bad. Jason Queso Brooks, we stole from Vandy. Scores very phenomenally, not having the penalties thus far. That's a big, that's a big get. That's a big move. If Jason Queso Brooks can continue to score like he does in the grading system, and not have penalties, not have false starts and, and things of that nature, then we're good to go. We are good to go. We got some depth. I think from the wide receiver room, the biggest surprise for me has been Dijon Stribling, but we've talked about that before. So I'll go with, um, I, you know what? Leon Johnson III. Not. 
I really anticipated after the first couple weeks of spring that he was going to start. He was going to start over a lot of people. I knew that he would be able to push for some some starting time at the Z, and he has. But I think the emergence of Alan Shetron cannot be understated. I think the reemergence of Jaden Bray cannot be undersold. Uh, the, the quick twitch abilities that Arlen Bruce have are going to be visible this season, whether it be slot receiver, four wide, out of the backfield. The versatility he, he gives us is amazing. Biggest surprise in the cornerback room. Well, you know, I guess it would have to be Kale, wouldn't it? It would have to be. Because nobody anticipated. No, nobody anticipated him going off like he has recently. Kale Smith is not somebody who was talked about a crap ton. But he's being talked about now by the coaching staff on a very regular basis. DJ McKinney's still amazing. Corey Black's maturity looks pretty good. I like what Kenneth Harris gives us. Jordan Reagan could be a guy here before too long. Um, linebacker, Nick Martin, goodness me. Nick Martin has been all over the field. Again, if you didn't have so much faith in the cerebral side of the game that Xavier Benson and Justin Wright bring to the table, how do you keep Nick Martin off the, t- off, the off the field? When he does need a breath, though, whether, whether it be Xavier or anybody else, when they need chances to breathe, we're actually okay. Our two deep at linebacker is is the surprise thus far out of fall camp for me, for sure. Because, yeah, talent, yeah, maybe. Okay, but we knew we didn't have a lot of depth there. The surprises are always fun. The surprises every year give you a little something else to think about. I really like where we're at. I know how much further ahead we are compared to last fall camp. We're not having to mix and match stuff. We're allowing players to purposely play multiple spots. That was a call by Gundy. He wanted guys playing multiple different spots. So they knew different jobs. And the versatility that that is going to provide will show the growth in Gundy in the 2023 season. That's all anybody's ever wanted. Just a little bit of growth, right? That's it. We should see it this year. So just like if you go back to the first segment, get in now while the getting is good. Some people are, are going to regret not watching this season. It's just, it's just the way it is. So make sure that you're not a part of that crew that has regrets. All right, so now we get to talk about some hoops. Got a big, big surprise. In the hoops department, guys, if you watched a little bit of the USA uh, basketball stuff with Eric Daly Jr., he was uh, a machine, right? He looked like a veteran leader out there on the court. He was able to score when he needed to, assist when he needed to. He was good in the rebound game. He got up and down the floor very, very well. He looked fairly good defensively. So at least we know what we have for the most part out of Eric Daly Jr. There's a reason that. He's coming to Oklahoma State. He could have gone to the NBA. Like, he knew it. Coach Mike Boynton knew it. Most people 
were saying that he would probably go to the NBA and he wouldn't come to Oklahoma State. So you know you know what you have there. We knew Keon Williams being the only freshman last year and him having to grow up was going to be beneficial. We didn't know if it was going to be instantaneously beneficial, but my dude, true sophomore, Keon Williams just dropped 19 on a professional team. Now, if you're going to Madrid, Spain, to play a pro team, you're not playing, obviously, NBA-level talent. Okay, that's fine. But they do have guys that play in the NBA, including uh, Walter Tavares, seven foot three, 275-pounder, played in the NBA. We'll talk about him in a minute. But that's the type of competition you're going up against in a different country with a team that doesn't have a lot figured out just yet. We don't even know our starting lineup just yet. But Keon Williams showed up, showed out, went eight for 13 from the field, six rebounds, two assists. It wasn't necessarily, you know, a flashy, crazy performance. But to be able to do all that against grown men who are professionals, this is what they do for a living, that's impressive. The biggest part that blows my mind is another freshman. Guys, we talked about the six foot six Connor Dow from Broken Arrow, Oklahoma, coming in, and he might play occasionally because he's a, got a good shot. He's a sharpshooter. And then you thought with that kind of frame, he was going to be able to develop his game more at some point in time in Stillwater. He wasn't just going to be a sharpshooter. Well, um, we're already there. We're already there. Connor Dow is going to be somebody very, very, very difficult for other teams to stop. Because yes, he is six foot six, and he did go four point six from three point land. But what really has blown everybody's mind, including Coach Mike Boynton, as he talked about it recently, is his defensive prowess. Connor Dow has instantly went from a guy that we're going to use in games to score threes, right, for a few minutes, to a guy that actually is going to get some PT to a guy that actually deserves to get some playing time, not just because he's a sharpshooter that's got a hot hand, but he's bought in like crazy to Coach Terrence and the defense. This was Connor Dow's first ability to get out there and do it. But Coach Mike Boynton's been talking about how he's progressing way quicker than, than they thought. Javon Small looks phenomenal. This is exactly what we needed. We've been talking, all, all fans of Cowboy basketball have been talking about how we need a facilitator of the basketball. We're happy that John Michael Wright came back. We know John Michael Wright can score some points when necessary, but we also know he's not like a true facilitator. Javon Small is a true facilitator who gets in the paint, draws the defenders, finds the right kick out, knows how to squeeze between defenders to dump off uh, a little bit of a pass. He knows how to You go to the other side of the backboard for alley-oops. He can read angles very, very well. He's good off of the pick and roll, and he's got a good shot when need be. This season should be different. It's going to allow Bryce Thompson to be more set for open looks, but he didn't get as many open looks last season because we didn't have the guy that you had to respect when he did drive to squeeze everybody in. And then when we did, we'd miss the threes. But that, that's why we have somebody like a Connor Dow. Jerry's Hicklin. You know, we've talked about it before when Doug Gottlieb was on the show. Doug Gottlieb likes Jerry's Hicklin's game. He thinks Jerry's is going to be a good scorer for this team, and he's going to be 
pretty important in the maturation process for everybody else. The assist numbers are just crazy. We had 21 assists. Last year, all year, we averaged like 12 assists a game. All daggone year. Freshman, Jamron Keller, had four. Javon Small led the way with, with six dishes. John Michael Wright had three assists. Eric Daly Jr. had three assists. And then Keon Williams had a couple dishes on on way to his 19-point performance. So the guys that you expected to show up and show out in Spain have not have not done it yet. Not that it's a bad thing. We're wanting to see what we have. So having other people step up is huge. Now, the only downside, the only downside is we got beat up. Remember that seven foot three dude we were just talking about, Mr. Walter Tavares? Yeah, he had a he had a big day. He had a big day. He's a big dude, and he had a big day. This is the the first time we've seen where maybe Mark Marsh is going to be able to fit into Oklahoma State. We lost the big body physical type of dude that'll go in there and bang elbows. We lost that guy. That was Tyreek Smith. Tyreek Smith now is at SMU. Luckily, we found another one of those in Mike Marsh. If Mike Marsh would have been at this game, it would have been different, right? He's six foot 10, 255 some odd pounds. He had a little bit of a minor shoulder surgery um, a few weeks back. So he'll take a little bit to recover, but he'll be 100% good to go and fine by the beginning of the season. So that put freshmen and freshmen, Brendan Garrison and Isaiah Miranda, out there on the floor with a seven foot three, 275 pound former NBA player who dropped 22 points and had 13 rebounds. So we, we learned something. We learn something that is going to be invaluable moving forward. That it's not going to be a case of just the main characters. It's not going to be a case of we have to have Avery Anderson do X, Y, or Z. We have to have Bryce Thompson do X, Y, or Z. We're in a position right now from a basketball standpoint that we've got more guys than we thought we did coming into the season. Connor Dow, if that isn't, the, the greatest news I've heard this offseason, I don't know what is. We needed a score. We thought it was going to be Jerry Sicklin, and Jerry Sicklin did jump in and, and pump in six points. But Connor Dow, four for six, 14 points. You know, one of the benefits to our centers getting bullied around a little bit was we did get to see Justin McBride, the other another freshman, the former five-star. He got put in at center just because we needed to – to kind of bridge bridge a gap there. And he actually was pretty serviceable. So we now know that Justin McBride can play the five if needed. Does that take away some of his scoring ability? Probably. But he can do it. So if we have this scenario happen during the season and we have somebody like a Mike Marsh go down, we're okay. We're okay. So maybe we should get excited about basketball, too. I don't know. Definitely get excited about football, though. All right, y'all. I reckon that's all we're going to have for uh, this one. As always, I want to thank you very much for tuning in to make this your first listen. We know you could be anywhere. Greatly appreciated that you choose to pop in uh, and ride with me. All right, y'all. God bless. Go, folks. Later. Taters.